Women Making Waves on Cambridge 105 Radio. How do you capture the perfect photo? And what is life like as a professional photographer? We spoke to pro photographer Jemima Wilcox. Jemima Wilcox is a photographer who specialises in taking portraits of business people, often while they're at work. She's also a public speaker and part of Elevator. In partnership with Cambridge Women in Tech, the network dedicated to furthering the roles of women in STEM. Thank you very much for joining us today on Women Making Waves, Jemima. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure and a delight to be here. When did you realise that you had a love of photography? I think it's probably in my teenage years. Um, I grew up in London. My parents were always people that encouraged me to go to art galleries. My father actually did a degree in fine art as a mature student, so his influence was quite heavy on this. So, yeah, it was was something that I always found that creativity was there uh, and photography was a medium to channel that from. And how do you deal with people that don't like having the picture taken? I can imagine that must happen quite a lot, actually. It does. And I'd like to reassure everybody, uh, it's very normal. I haven't yet found somebody who actually enjoys having the photo taken. So it's something that people feel very commonly. But I think it's down to the fact that they've not actually had a good experience. Yeah, I, I just sort of interest though the the element of our, what is a huge element and it's the main part was this portraiture. Why mm. portraiture though? I'm fascinated with people. I, I I find if I can understand an individual better, uh, what makes them tick, what makes them you know do what they do, and be able to capture that in some way to be able to communicate it to everybody, it's brilliant. I mean the the projects I worked on during my uh, photography degree, I studied Anglia Ruskin, graduated in 2012, is that I've always focused uh, upon subjects that are a little bit niche, a bit weird, a bit strange, and through this I photographed uh, cosplayers, so people that dress up in different um, kind of superhero costumes and things and I was like why do they do this let's let's see if I can get that out up until my uh, degree project was my alternative families where looking at people that live in a non kind of binary non uh, traditional family setups to be able to communicate there it's just I'm fascinated with personality and being able to capture that in a photograph putting yeah. people at ease it's not actually it's, it's a natural thing really did, did you did you learn that or is that just your personality um, that's a really good question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, I would say putting people at ease, um, something that's learnt. So I'm, I'm delighted to say at uh, the time of recording, um, I'll be celebrating four years in business in October. Um, and through that, it's uh, definitely learning how to make people at ease. There are certain little uh, things like... If you come to uh, my studio, um, I'll make sure that you've got your favourite music playing and your, and your favourite tea or coffee, even a nice bit of cake there as well, which is all contributing factors of making somebody f- uh, feel at ease. But it's conversation. It's just making that connection. And that conversation is part of my personality that I'm, you know, very uh, bubbly and very friendly. I like to help people uh, feel at ease just getting to know them and making them feel special. And, you know, with that genuine interest I have in my clients, um, that puts people at ease straight away. And generally people do forget that I'm actually photographing them. That's that's the trick, isn't it? I think, actually, <laughs> that is the trick, because I think most of us are frightened that we c- I mean, I- I'm terrible with photographs. 
You're absolutely awful. I've got one eye shut, my mouth <laughs> hanging open, you know... It, Everything goes wrong that can possibly go wrong. There are lots of photographers out there, I'm kind of imagining. How, how do you make sure that you stand out and, and that you're, you know, in front of the clients? For me personally, it's basically putting the customer first and making sure they have that experience that's completely like no other. The other side of it is, is understanding what they need. So if they need a headshot for, say, the LinkedIn profile, I'm going to recommend maybe them come to the studio and have that experience with me. Make it tailored, make it uh, something that's really different. If it's something a little bit more about their personality and getting that across a brand portrait session where we really delve into their values and understand collaboratively their values and how that can be translated into an image. So I feel that I really do listen to my customers, uh, being able to put them um, at ease. And I'm a little bit weird and a little bit quirky because I like to think about ways I can do differently. For example, we had a client who was a violinist, uh, also a woman in tech, who's a programmer. So we wanted to combine those two aspects. We made her brainwaves into visuals and then we overlaid those visuals onto her actual portraits. So it could be really, really distinctly uh, bespoke for her. Wow. Wow. And that was Paula Muldoon, wasn't it? That was Paula Muldoon. She's an amazing And I, I can woman. say that yeah. because she was a woman making waves as well. She has yeah. been on this programme. <laughs> the, the models are trained in front of the camera to to make themselves feel at ease because they have all the experience of, of doing that. And the, and the photographers don't really have to do a lot of work, maybe with the, the subjects. But with you... Mm. Um, your clients really don't have that experience. They don't have that experience of sitting in front of the camera, mm. having these photos taken. It's almost almost contrite in many ways for them. So you have to give them, you have to make them feel as if they're, it's a natural process to be sitting in front of the camera. No, I completely agree because it could be a case if, if you are a model or somebody that knows you, they, that person can sit down, that photographer knows what lighting they need and what brief they're going to be working at, but with an individual who might feel a little bit worried about this whole experience, it's all about preparing them, this is what's going to happen, this is what we're going to do. And the other thing that I just really want to stress is I never tell my clients to smile. Ever. Mm. I will never tell my clients to smile. Uh, and that's because I don't want something that's forced. I don't want it to be unnatural. And a technique I use with my clients is where I will have a conversation with them. This will mean that I'll ask them questions. And when, you know, I will just shoot and I will just take photos whilst we have that conversation. Yes, it means that there's going to be some really silly faces and some closed <laughs> eyes and one eye open and things like that. But it means when those smiles do come and those laughter comes it's natural it's completely genuine and I think that's incredibly important to remember that those emotions need to come across as genuine as possible so they are received by the others people that looking at them are joining so I never tell my clients to smile ever because I'm looking for that genuine uh, smile or genuine uh, emotion so I think that really will does make me different from uh, our other uh, competitors out there. Mm. No, no use of the word cheese at all, then. <laughs> I, I actually came up with a couple of alternatives. Uh -huh. so I came up with um, with the word yoga. Um, so to try to say yoga, and it's all about the 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 way that you form the word. So whilst you has it yoga, the G makes the uh, the smile wider, and it does make a. I've used it a couple of times, and people do titter uh, and find it kind of amusing. Jemima, when 
when you started this business four years ago, what, for anyone wanting to, well, I say anyone, any woman who wanted to start up any business, how how positive was it at the beginning when you started your business and how, how soon after did you realise that you were a professional photographer? I come from a background, I've been doing photography for over 10 years, I've been published nationally and internationally, I've been on TV and radio um, before I actually jumped into business and the funny thing was is that when I finished my degree in 2012... I moved to Manchester to be into a bigger city with bigger opportunities and was in a relationship with an individual who was a freelancer. Um, I didn't know that yet, but that was the destination where I wanted to be. Um, but I didn't at that stage have that confidence to do it. Um, fast forward a couple of years and four years ago, um, I have, uh, I've always had a background in marketing. I was doing various different marketing, uh, social media uh, roles and I took something that unfortunately turned out to be a complete disaster hated the job and I was coming home you know pretty much in tears my husband um like, can't have this can't do this now you, you need to quit and the agreement we came up with was that as long as I could find a part-time job I could then use the rest of the time to to develop a business and I was very very um grateful to the wonderful Ed Goodman um who at the time was running Cambridge Business Lounge and took me on as a part-time community manager the trick was I surrounded myself with other business owners. I surrounded myself with other individuals on the same path, which really gave me the motivation to go for it. And I, I had that reassurance from these individuals that I was meeting. I know that looking back at the content and the kind of imagery I was doing, and I was, I've, I've, you know, as I mentioned, I've done photography for a long time, but I'd never really done you know, the, the corporate headshot or that kind of thing. I never had any of it. That this work I did at the beginning was, was dire. It was awful. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware enough to know that it was, it was pretty bad. But I knew that I needed to start from somewhere. I'm also very grateful to Cambridge Network for allowing me to come along to their recruitment events and do a pop-up booth there where I was offering, you know, uh, headshots at a, a very reasonable price to, to get my portfolio together. And I think... It's the best thing I've ever done. I, I don't think I ever considered myself to be a business owner, but over the years I have developed my packages, I've developed um, the star that I go for, and um, this year we launched the Wilcox Collective, uh, which is a company myself and my husband uh, run, where we are basically adventurers on a quest, and we are going to deliver the best in visual content to tech companies. and. We've identified that tech companies are, uh, you know, a very important uh, part of the Cambridge business ecosystem. And because we speak geek, it's easier for them to look at uh, considering working with us because we know how to put their individual people at ease. Because we do know that people that in the tech industry need to be able to communicate their personalities with individuals who also understand what they do and things like that. So... We have grown from a person doing headshots and events um, to now running our own company uh, who are looking at bringing in lots of other individuals as a collaborative method to really working and championing uh, tech using Elevate Her, Cambridge's female tech icons, as a project to make awareness of this and knowing that this is the time that women need to be championed 
women and people of color in the tech industry need to have people like ourselves championing them, raising them up and basically uh, giving them more visibility in the area so we can uh, make sure other women and people of color can uh, know that they can come into these industries. And I just don't think yet we're there to know, uh, make people aware that everybody can come into tech and everybody needs to there, but there needs to be more role models and more visibility of these industries that it is an open uh, opportunity for everybody. Mm. I think absolutely. I mean, that's exactly mm. what we have been focusing on as well. I mean, mm. tech as well as everything else, of course, but but highlighting <laughs> what women are doing and, and mm. you know, Get, getting that uh, getting that recognised because I think women just tend to get on with things. They're not very good at shouting yep. about what they do. I think men are much oh, like, better, yeah. much, much, much it's, better it's, at that. It seems to be kind of, as a, a female, you're kind of slightly embarrassed to, you know, we seem to be a little bit timid. I've been um, kind of doing a bit more research into uh, looking at the idea of feminism, and I'm proud to say I, I'm a feminist. And I think as, as women, we are maybe, for Jews of patriarchy, uh, tend to hide our light under a bushel and not like to shout about things because we feel a uncomfortable and don't understand how to take that praise or b we don't want to be seen like we're being uh, arrogant and forthright and with it. but we should yeah. be we mm. should be happy we should be celebrating and I'm interested to hear about the technical side of what you do. I have visions of photographers in a dark room with loads of um, trays of dripping liquids and hanging things up on pegs. I'm kind of imagining that that day is over now. It's all digital, am I right? You would be correct in things like the 80s and the 90s where the predominant use of film was still there and people were using film, uh, you know, developing it in their own dark rooms and things like that. I personally know how to develop film and uh, from my university days. Anglia Ruskin still have a working black and white and colour dark rooms. Um, now these days, what you'll generally find me doing, it's funny, I, I like to, if people are out there considering about careers in photography, you'll actually spend 80% out there talking to people, marketing, selling. You'll only spend 20% of your time actually taking photos. Um, <laughs> it's a quite a small amount of time. So yeah. when you are doing that, generally you're in front of a laptop or you're in front of a, a computer and you're generally using technology such as, you know, your digital cameras. It's 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 the education there is where using the camera as a tool, using your lighting as a tool to, you know, for creativity but no unfortunately no dark basements although photographers seem to dwell in basements for some reason. <laughs> and Jamari you use the words uh, very well in the sense that you say you know you talk about disaster then about quitting and then part-time jobs so over and very normally you have had your low times you've had your high times and it's been up and down as with most people but what's been what's been a real low light for you that you've really had to pick yourself up when doing this business or as, as you know, through your career. This year, 2020 has been incredibly stressful because we intended to launch Elevate Her in March, because we wanted to start a new business. Um, and then the pandemic hit and it has been uh, a huge uh, upheaval of understanding what to do um, with the business when your core demographic and your core audience are no longer available. That has been very stressful, but I, I, I pride myself on being quite resilient. So we had six weeks downtime. Um, and the rest of that afterwards, we've actually uh, been very fortunate to find clients who we've supported through our content, uh, visual content, to support their businesses through this. I think also 
one of the things that I am very uh, one of the low times of, has generally been that feeling of imposter syndrome I'm not good enough I, why am I doing this why are people paying me this uh, alongside with also kind of just having to keep going learning that you know clients are not just going to come out the woodwork and flock to you as soon as you start your business you have to put the time and effort into and there are certain times where you have no more effort or nothing more to give and that that can get very low and very dark when you're looking at the fact that you need to pay your rent and pay your bills and I've been very fortunate in the situation where my husband has worked full time and has always worked full time he has been my major cheerleader and somebody that knows what I want to do and will carry on doing this but I've also you know had to learn how to lean on him and learn how to ask for help because I've always been very strongly independent and you know I can do this myself and things like that when he's like I'm here for you you know if you need this it'll be fine but there have been like periods of time when I've just found it so quite frustrating and, and hard when you get no's you get people coming to you uh, and you don't get picked and it's you have self-reflection of is that did I do something wrong or was why did they pick somebody else so it's building resilience over time understanding that you can't please everybody you know everybody's uh, you need to know who your clients are and we know our clients are the tech companies and individuals in the tech spaces specifically women and people of color um, and just kind of riding out the waves of it all so there have been genuine very very low times of going this is rubbish I, I can't stand to do this to very great amazing times um, where we've you know we've been working for AstraZeneca we've been doing a fantastic work with uh, Paula Muldoon and having those clients who turn around and say to you yeah go crazy be nuts <laughs> show, you know, show us what you can do that is completely different and yeah I want to have my brainwaves converted into uh, into visuals and then converted into actual music out of my brainwaves were like yes mm, and that's where i get that, that yeah. yeah that kick out of it that kick of knowing we're making something very very unique and very very different and how helping that individual to rise them up really make them aware you know people aware of who they are and being contributing to that factor is something that we're, we're delighted to do so I think that's a really interesting thing that you, you've just said, actually, because you come across, I mean, we don't know you, but you come across <laughs> as being very confident and very good at what you do. And, you know, the research that, that we've carried out on you is, it, you know, you're really successful, really good. So saying, oh, sometimes I feel like I've got imposter syndrome sounds really startling. And I'm glad that you said <laughs> that because for other people... That's a comforting thing to hear yeah. that, you know, if yes. someone like you feels like that, then we're all allowed to feel like that, really. Yeah, that's, that's very true. The funny thing I've noticed recently with with the pandemic and with what's been happening this year is I strive on when there's urgency. I strive on when I need to get stuff done because there, when there's there's absolutely nothing there and I need to get things going. I need to, I've noticed that when things are a bit comfortable and when I have bookings and I look at my calendar and go, oh, great, so I've got 
two here and next week got two there and it's a I become complacent and I don't like being complacent and I don't mm-hmm. like having that feeling of yeah so I, I've been reflecting a lot recently about when there's nothing there I, I kick into action and I I get motivated and it's a kind of a, an opposite of of success and wealth where you've got everything you want to get it more for me when I don't have anything you know I want it even more if I could take everything away I'm motivated to do it more and I find that you know quite fascinating and and thank you very much for um saying I'm successful that makes me feel very proud and Mm -hmm. uh acknowledged so you should be yeah so you should be (laughs) now you do some public speaking as well what what kind of topics (laughs) do you cover I do yes so uh, that's kind of um I am a bit of a a strange one that comes I love getting up on stage I absolutely adore it. I love presenting to people. It's a bit of a kick about kind of, you know, sharing your knowledge and, and getting up there. And so a couple of things that I do, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to uh, happen in person this year, but I run events for my business birthday to basically get people together to talk and, and make connections. So uh, one of the events I did, I think, for my second birthday was an event called It's Not Failing, It's Learning. And it was about how businesses can overcome failure. And it was myself, Lenka Kopova, and Ed Goodman as speakers. We held it at the Clip and Climb Climbing Wall in Cambridge. There was cake, there was bubbles, uh, cake made by my, my lovely husband. It was commented on that uh, if, uh, you know, he should have come into a business making cakes because they were that good. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was about kind of bringing people together. So I like to discuss topics that people are a little bit scared. So to talk about, and I, I people in being a small business owner, you don't want to come across, yeah, I'm failing, this is awful, negative and things. You need to reach out and be honest and say, yeah, this is not going that well. And when you say that, you've got a network of people around you going, all right, if it's not going, how can I help you? What can we do to help? So that that was uh, in 2018, and that was uh, quite well uh, attended, and lots of people came away feeling uh, really motivated. And other topics I've, I've spoken on with more about photography is, you know, how can you what can you do to look great in your images? I focus a lot with my clients on their brand. So I discuss and has done, I've done talks about understanding your brand values, how to learn, you know, develop your brand values. And, and generally, I, I just get a kick out of being able to share that knowledge with, uh, with my community. And um, yeah, I just, it's a bit weird. I like going on stage and talking. <laughs> that's absolutely excellent. It's been really, really interesting talking to you today, Jemima. So I really, really enjoyed Linda talking to Jemima because I think she she's sort of created something that she's seen a space in the market when it comes to portraiture I mean yes portraiture has been around for a long time but it's the way she goes around it she tells us how she tries to make her clients feel relaxed about it she Mm -hmm. sort of interjects lots of conversation and she's really really thought about her business hasn't she she has I've seen some of the results from the photographs that she's taken and they are absolutely fantastic and unexpected in some ways as well it's quite nice to see people at work doing what they do rather than a posed photograph of standing in front of your work equipment you know I, I really like the kind of action shots brilliant really really interesting woman yeah women making waves on Cambridge 105 radio 